In this episode, I'm going to be interviewed and share some of the lessons that I've learned over the first 50 episodes of the podcast. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Welcome to the show. This is the show for engineers that want to create extraordinary careers and lives. I'm excited. I have a pretty cool episode for you today. Today is episode 50 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, and my first thing to do is to thank you for listening because you've made it really the podcast what it is. We've had tons of downloads and tons of great feedback from engineers, and we wouldn't have any of it if it wasn't for the feedback that all the listeners continue to give me so I can continue to improve the show. And at any time, if you want to give me feedback, you can simply email me at afasano at engineeringcareercoach.com. So we're going to change it up a little bit on this episode. I'm going to have uh, my good friend here, Chris Knutson, interview me today, and I'll introduce Chris in a moment. And I'm going to share some of the lessons that I've learned over the first 50 episodes of the podcast. And hopefully some of the lessons I've learned will help you to continue to develop both personally and professionally. You'll be able to find all the show notes for this episode at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash five zero. That's forward slash five zero. Before I introduce Chris and we get this episode rolling, I do just want to mention real briefly the Engineering Career Success Summit. It's an event that I'm going to be putting on down in Washington, D.C. Chris is actually helping me a lot with it. We're working hard on trying to build this event as an event that helps engineers transform from technical professionals more into leadership. We're going to focus on communication skills at the summit. We're going to focus on networking and building relationships. We're going to focus on leadership. We're also going to have a whole day dedicated to lifestyle design, which is something that a lot of engineers we don't focus on because we're so locked into projects and process and other things that we forget kind of about the other side of our life. So we want to make sure that this event can say, hey, listen, you want to be a real successful engineer? We can give you the tools to do it. By the way, then you might be overwhelmed. So let's give you some other tools so you can maintain some sort of balance in your life. There's going to be excellent networking opportunities, parties, an awesome tour of the Capitol, and there's still some tickets left for that. So check out the event at engineeringevent.com. There are limited seats, so I'd ask you to check it out as soon as you can. And please come and join us down in Washington, D.C. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. So with that, let me introduce Chris. I'll give you a quote, and we'll kick into this interview here. Chris Knudsen has his professional engineering license, also has his project management professional certification. He has over two decades as a civil engineer field grade officer in the United States Air Force. I know... For a fact that Chris has certainly developed his soft skills necessary to be a successful engineer, and he's exhibited that through different projects and programs that he's executed in the Air Force. Chris has also been able to help engineers grow personally and professionally through his blog at engineerleader.com, and that's how Chris and I kind of got hooked up additionally. I went out and I spoke for his SAME post out in St. Louis area, and uh, we've been really good friends ever since. And actually, Chris is going to be getting a lot more involved with me at the Engineering Career Coach site in helping engineers. You'll see him more on the podcast. You'll hear from him more here on the podcast and see him in some other areas through emails and other things. So I'm really looking forward to working with Chris as we move forward. So with that, let's jump right in here and get cracking. I'm going to give you this quote from Mahatma Gandhi to kick us off. Live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. And I like that quote for today's episode because the idea here is what have I learned 
over the first 50 episodes and how can I give you information that you can take from it and develop yourself even more. All right, Chris, welcome on, man. How's it going? It's going great, Anthony. Great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It'll be, it'll be a little bit different, a little bit of a change. I'll be in the hot seat myself. but <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we've got some water there and a box of tissues if we need Yeah, them. exactly. All right, Chris, so why don't you just go ahead, fire away. We'll rock and roll and we'll go through these questions and hopefully we can get some good information to the, to the listener here. Yeah, that'll be uh, this will be great. And I think uh, I, I want to first off say your quote is quote's awesome. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rock this uh, podcast like we were we were gonna die tomorrow. So how's that sound? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, hopefully, it won't be that painful. So hey, I you know, and this may be a question that that a lot of a lot of the listeners have. I know it's definitely one that I've got because there's so many podcasts that are out there right now on iTunes and through different uh, different mediums. What was the reason you decided to to wade into the podcast lake? I mean, it's it's pretty full. There's a lot of there's a lot of a lot of information out there, a lot of information floating around. What what made you decide, wow, I've got to I've got to jump into this podcasting thing and, and start getting my word out that way? Yeah, great question. I mean, obviously I've been doing blogging for years and I try to help engineers. I mean, that's my main goal, to help engineers have the best possible careers and lives they can have. And what I realized was going out and speaking to engineers I can reach maybe 20, 30, maybe 100, a couple hundred engineers at one time. When I wrote my book, I was able to reach more, maybe a couple thousand engineers at one time. But when I heard about podcasts and started looking into it and researching it, I realized that potentially I could reach thousands or hundreds of thousands of engineers with the same information. And I believe so strongly in the fact that if you develop your soft skills as an engineer, your leadership abilities, that it can have a profound impact on not only your career, but your life, that I decided that... I felt that podcasting could be an avenue to just reach more engineers and help more engineers. And of course, when I started the podcast, several people told me that engineers don't listen to podcasts. And <laughs> 300,000 downloads later, I think I think we've kind of proved that wrong. So again, that's kind of a test, <laughs> testament to the audience that they just want to learn. Engineers want to learn and want to get better. That's awesome. That's actually pretty funny that you had somebody tell you that engineers don't listen to podcasts because uh, <laughs> I don't. Pretty much everybody I work with listens to them. Yeah, I mean, I had multiple people tell me like engineers aren't going to go into iTunes and look for like a career podcast. Ah, uh, wow, that's that's interesting. I'm glad, and I'm sure the you know the folks who have gone out there and done the 300,000 downloads and participated in that, none of us are upset that uh, that you didn't wade into it. So so thanks for doing that. So you, you know, you said that that one of your goals was to get your information out, try to try to maximize it, you know, get it out to as many people as possible and help them develop both personally and professionally. How has your experience over this first 49, 50 episodes or so, how has that affected your career in life? Well, it's definitely, I think, helped me to be a little bit more open-minded. I mean, I'm a pretty open-minded person to begin with, but when you get the opportunity to interview, I've had engineers one year out of school come on the show that I've provided a little bit of coaching to to get started in their career. Then I've had engineers that have been doing engineering for 20, 30 years come on and give advice about the success that they had. So I think seeing people at the ends of the different spectrums, it's kind of taught me that everyone has the same opportunity. If you start your career at day one, you can get to where other people have been. You know, you don't have to be some kind of superhero or something. You just have to develop your skills. And that's continually what this podcast has driven home to me is that I've had some amazing authors and speakers on this show, but when I talk to them, it's like you're talking to 
anyone, you know, they're just a regular person like everybody else. And they have challenges and goals like everybody else. The same as Danielle, I think, who was the first guest on episode one, who was just starting out her career. And she was a little bit shy about networking and, and kind of we helped her out with that. So I think the message is wherever you're at in your engineering career, you can always improve. There's never a goal that's too lofty. People that achieve lofty goals, they all started somewhere and they just took the steps to development. So continue to develop yourself. Keep listening to the podcast. We'll have a lot of great shows coming up for you. Chris is going to join me and we'll get that information out. But just never think that there's a limit for you. I guess that's really the message there. The key takeaway from that question is there's really no limit. Yeah, that's that's great. You and I have talked about this a lot, just our own goal setting and our own uh, own personal development, you know, kind of trying to map out our lives. And with uh, this understanding that you've developed over over inter- all these interviews with all the all the different folks and guests you've had on, what three? And this is this is a hard question because <laughs> I've listened almost to every single one of your your podcasts as well. There's just a lot of goodness in there. So for me to ask this question is going to be a hard one. So hopefully you've got your uh, you got your smart hat on. <laughs> what of all the goodness that you've picked up from all of these different episodes, if I came to you and said, "Hey, Anthony, can you boil this down for me in, in three bullet points? What are the three skills, three lessons that you'd want to pass to me?" From all this information that you've uh, you've picked up, yeah, sure, that is a that is certainly a, a tricky one, but I'll do my best. I think one would be no doubt would be communication. I don't want to be vague here in general and just say communication, but I'll, I'll get more specific. I think when you clearly communicate with someone, group of people, or a person, it makes life and your career a lot easier. So what I mean by that is, and I still see this all the time is people make way too many assumptions in conversations and projects and whatever the case may be. And when you do that, there's a lot of room for error. There's a lot of room for conflict. There's a lot of room for mistakes. It can happen on a project that's $10 billion. It could happen with a conversation with your spouse, which happens to me on a regular basis where my wife says, I thought you were doing this today. And I said, well, no, I told you I'm going out here. I got, I got meetings or you know what I mean? And so what I've learned is, and especially through the podcast and some of the great speakers that we had on, is that if you're going to do something, make it very clear to the people that it's going to affect that you're going to do it ahead of time. Leave nothing for chance because that's a major source of stress. So that would be one of them. And the second one becoming more and more important as I go through this every day. In fact, I had a coaching session with an engineer last night and this came up again is the importance of having some kind of a dashboard. And I know Chris, you and I talk about this on a regular basis, some kind of a dashboard that you can refer to personally and professionally that will just kind of show you where you're headed and how far you've come, what some of the steps you've taken are in the past. Basically, what I'm getting at here is we have to make a million decisions. I mean, every day we make decisions, whether it's, you know, what am I going to eat this morning? What am I going to wear today? Or do I need to take a new job or not? And the thing that I realize that successful people do best is they don't just make these decisions by guessing or winging it or saying, this sounds good, or I'll try this for a little while. They make these decisions by looking at where they want to go, where they're at today, and if it's going to get them there, and if it's the right decision to take them there, and they're logical about it. So I think that's something that's really important that everyone needs to develop a dashboard, whether it's going through the goal setting process and laying out your goals, or whatever the case may be. I mean, I'll give you like a a domestic example. My wife and I have a property that we own. We used to live in it, but now we rent it out, and there was some renovation work that needed to be done with one of the boilers. And, you know, it's not cheap to replace a boiler. But it was at the point where if we kept it, it was going to need to probably be patched every year for the next five years, or we could replace it and it would be good for 30, 35 years. So the first thing we did was we said, what is our goal? Do we want to keep the house long term? 
Do we want to minimize stress for people calling us every time the heat's out? So ultimately, we decided to replace it. But I was telling my wife, I was like, we can't just wing this decision. You know, let's sit down and dig through everything about the property, about our goals, and make the decision. So that would probably be the second one would be decision making. And the third one is relationships. Your whole career and your whole life revolves around relationships, whether you realize it or not. So it's worth every ounce of effort that you have to build strong relationships. Unfortunately, a lot of engineers, a lot of technical professionals are so busy today with calculations and clients and budgets that we forget to invest in our relationships and take them beyond just, you know, oh yeah, I know this architect. We have a couple of projects with him. So that's the kind of the third takeaway would be really try to focus on relationships. And you're not going to be able to invest in all your relationships this much time, but maybe you identify some key relationships and put a lot of energy and a lot of effort into them. Because not only because they're going to bring you opportunities, but because they're going to bring you enjoyment and fulfillment in your career. So I guess that, that those would kind of be the three was, that, you know, communicate really clearly with people, have a dashboard or goals or some kind of a reference so that when you make decisions in your career, you're not just guessing. And lastly, the third one would be to invest in relationships, identify some key relationships in your career and your life and put a lot of energy and effort into them. That's awesome. That's good stuff. That sounds like the uh, the making of a blog post there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Either for you or me, one of the two. I'm not sure which one. <laughs> I really like your input on the on the dashboard piece because there's so many so many different things that a lot of a lot of people have probably read about the importance of having measures or performance measures, key performance indicators. And we usually attribute that with with businesses or companies. But what you're suggesting here is that we really look or think about developing our own dashboard key performance indicators, if you will, that help us know, hey, are we, are we still on vector? Have we gone off vector? Is that, that, is that where, you're, where you're coming from? I'm at the point where I've done between this business, other career opportunities that I have. I've seen too many times right now that people make decisions on the fly and Right now, I'm really focused in that I make decisions with a basis, with something that I can look at and say, how's this decision going to affect me? If you do that or you don't do that, it's going to really make or break your career because think about it. I mean, you know, it's, you might be making a decision. Should I take this job? I mean, there's a great book, 101010 by uh, Susie Welsh, which I I like a lot. I had a, a webinar in the Institute about it a while ago. It's basically thinking about the 10-10-10 method she, she came up with when you're thinking about decisions. You know, how's this going to affect me in 10 days? How's it going to affect me in 10 months? How's it going to affect me in 10 years? And so, you know, that's a quick kind of strategy that I try to apply to decisions and say, you know, if I, if I decide to go with this opportunity, how am I going to feel about that in 10 days? Well, you know, maybe I'll still be on the fence in 10 days. 10 months, I think I'll feel pretty good about it. 10 years, I think I'll look back and say it was a really great decision that I made. So that's a kind of a little strategy there that the listeners could use if they have a decision that's kind of looming for them. That's great. I appreciate that. I'm also because I know you're going to put this all this information in the in the show notes. I'll uh, I've got a couple other books that I'll send uh, send you the details on so you can put those in the show notes for the listeners. One of them I'll just throw out here because it's actually where I learned about the the ten 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 book is uh, Decisive by uh, Chip and Dan Heath. They actually referenced the ten 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 book. That's the first time I'd ever. I'd ever heard about it was through their through their writing. That's that's an awesome book. It is, yeah. Um, that really digs into the uh, and this decisive book is great as well. It just really digs into um, really digs into 
into the pitfalls that every one of us face when it comes to making decisions. And as engineers, we like to think that we're exceptional in our decision-making processes, but, uh, but uh, this book kind of helps to illuminate that, that we may not, be as, may not be as great as we think we are. And uh, just before I leave this, because this, I really think this is one of the more important points. Communications and relationships are definitely important, but this dashboard of hacking, making sure that you're, you're on vector, I'll send over to you, you can include it in the show notes as well, that action plan that we've talked about before, which may be a, a nice intro, kind of basic mod one dashboard for somebody who's trying to understand a way to map out their future. I'll send that over and we can include that as well. Okay, great. And as I said earlier, Chris is going to be getting more involved on the podcast, and I'm sure that that's a topic that we could dedicate at least one or two shows to coming up in the future, kind of developing your dashboard and making meaningful decisions. I guess that's one real way to kind of end off this point is, you know, how how do you make a real meaningful decision and be intentional about it? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, hey, let's move on because I've got got probably another 60 questions. So, you know, one of the things that, I, that I've, at least, I've picked up from you just from conversations we've had is, and I know this from podcasting that I listen to, is that um, actually the mechanics behind doing the podcasting. So, you know, as engineers, we, we kind of like to know how the machine runs. So I'm just kind of curious, you don't have to go into a whole lot of detail, but you're, you're a very focused guy. You've got goals. You've got a lot of different activities that are underway between blogging and speaking and, and the coaching work that you do. What has podcasting done for your workflow? Have there been tools that you've introduced into making it, e- you know, your workflow easier? How do you get it all done? I'm still trying to figure that one out, Chris. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and by the way, for those of you that don't know, I'm starting up a secondary podcast called the Civil Engineering Podcast that's going to launch in late March. So I'm adding something else to the mix, and that was a request from a lot of the listeners here. So don't worry, we're still going to be doing the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Chris is going to join me. This is just going to be another podcast that I do another day during the week to kind of explore the world of civil engineering. But, but back to the question. The, for me, I know pretty much that every Tuesday, by Wednesday every week, I need to record a podcast for the following week. I try to keep it relatively current, so I don't like to record the, the podcast too far in advance because I want it you know, to be relevant to the world. So I try to do it about the week before. I usually get onto Skype with a guest or I use something on my Mac like GarageBand to do my own recordings. And then what I do is after I record it, I ship it off to one of my team members who does the audio editing. I've tried to do it the first few episodes, and I realized that my job is to help engineers succeed, not to edit podcasts. <laughs> and so I'm pretty clear about that. But, you know, I guess that's kind of a mini lesson, though, right, in itself, is that, you know, understand what you're good at and don't try to do other things because it's going to get you away from what you're, you know, kind of truly meant to do. So I have someone do the audio editing on it, and then they send it back to us, and then I have another team member help me out with getting the show notes prepared, and, and we get it live. I mean, the biggest challenge with the podcast is the initial setup. It's very technical and that took me some time to get that down but once that's down for the most part most of this stuff can be done with a laptop a good microphone and a headset and you just got to be consistent chris it's like anything else in your career in life it's gonna just fade out if you're not consistent with it and for me i was consistently doing it twice a month and i started to see the download numbers and i was like man there might be a need for this on a weekly basis or a desire for this on a weekly basis and so I went to once a week, and sure enough, the downloads doubled. So, and it's been proven, I think, that this is needed and wanted. So, it has affected the workflow. It takes time, but it's a lot of fun. It's allowing me to achieve my goal of reaching a lot of engineers, and I'm going to keep doing it. And like I said, I'll start up another one. Yeah, that's great, and I, I appreciate it as well. I think that the two lessons out of that that I took up uh, took from you were uh, 
you know, know when to delegate. So that's uh, that was that was a smart smart case because you yeah you're right you probably don't have a career in uh, audio editing. And then uh, and then the, the second one, which I think is really which was a, was a key one there was consistency. And uh, I've you know I've read quite a bit about that and, I've, and I understand as well that you know just can, being reliable. And I, I know that that's one of the things that uh, no doubt the listeners enjoy is the fact that they know that every week there's going to be another there's going to be another podcast that's out there. So so I appreciate doing that. All right, so time for a little bit of levity. You've had a lot of different guests on. You've had some great conversations, but uh, since the since we got on the topic of audio editing, you know, obviously every show that you throw up on uh, on iTunes is you know well polished and it sounds like it was done in some studio out in Santa Barbara. I don't think there's a show that's out there that doesn't have bloopers and outtakes. So I got to <laughs> ask you, man, was there was there ever ever something that just happened where you and your guests just started cracking up because it was something just funny happened, and then obviously you cut it out of the show? Yeah, really what it was was one time I started with a guest. I don't remember who it was, and we got into the episode 10, 12, 15 minutes, and then I realized I didn't hit the record button. <laughs> Nice. And, you know, I felt like an idiot, but I'm like, I'm really sorry to say this, but we got to start over. <laughs> so that happened once. And another time that happened to me on my own. And basically uh, and what happened, and this is kind of a lesson you can learn here, is I sat down, I recorded an entire show. It was, I think it was one where I talked about preparing for your annual review and I cranked it out. It was a good 40 minutes. I put a lot of energy into it. I was pumped up about it. And then I noticed that I didn't hit the record button the whole episode. So... Prior to coaching school, because I went to school for coaching and they taught us a lot about you know mindfulness and being positive and opportunistic, I probably would have threw the computer into the wall. <laughs> but because I've trained myself in understanding that there's learning opportunities in every situation, basically the first thing I said when I noticed that the button wasn't pushed was, you know what, I'm going to go get a glass of water, I'm going to do it again, it's going to be 100 times better. That's exactly what I did. I went to the kitchen, I got a glass of water, I came back, got in the studio, re-recorded it, and I got a lot of great feedback on the episode. So I think the lesson there is crappy things are going to happen to you. There's no doubt about it. The people that are successful, it's all in their response, right? So yep. the way you respond to what happens to you is critical to however far you go in your career and your life. And I urge you all to look for kind of those opportunities and those learning opportunities and situations, even though you think it's a terrible project or it's a terrible client and you've got the worst project in the world. Well, listen, there's probably some really awesome things you're going to take away from that and make the rest of your projects better. Yeah. That's great. And hey, you know, I enjoy you uh, touching in on the mindfulness piece of that as we, uh, as we move forward in the, the podcast and uh, with me joining on there with you. If there's, uh, it'd be great to hear from some of the listeners out there if they're interested and in learn a little bit more about that, that process to uh, drop you a note and uh, we can look at trying to get some more of, that, some more of those details specifically about mindfulness into uh, some of the future podcasts. So on that point, you already mentioned that uh, that you're looking at uh, diving into the world of civil engineering, specifically on podcasting, but focused here on, on this podcast, Engineering Career Coach, you know, there's always a list of things that have to be done. What are some of the things that you're looking to pursue in the next 50? Well, it's a great question. First of all, I think having you come on board, Chris, is going to be really awesome because if you don't know Chris, those of you out there, I got to tell you, the guy reads 10 books a week. I don't know how he does it, but he literally reads like five to 10 books a week. So. He's going to bring a lot of the personal development, plus obviously his engineering career that he's had in the Air Force with infrastructure and managing, you know, overseeing hundreds of engineers. So I'm excited about getting into some more leadership stuff, Chris, with you that I haven't covered quite a bit on in the first 50 episodes. I'm also really excited on still having engineers come on and get coaching. I mean, I think that's one of the things that 
I want the listeners to remember because we've gotten away from that a bit in the past. I started this show because I wanted engineers to come on the show and receive coaching and guidance, whether it was from me or other listeners that could you know, send in information. I have the opportunity to interview so many great guests and authors and speakers. I've integrated that into the show as well. But we did just do a bit of a rehaul on the website at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash podcast, or just click on podcast. And what you'll see is we've added some buttons to make it real easy to browse through the episodes by history. You can browse through the episodes by category. You can submit a question that Chris and I can answer right on the show. We could put your recording right on the show and answer the question. And also you can submit a very short application to come on the show and actually be coached and get some guidance and get some advice from some engineers that have some coaching experience and a lot of experience under their belt. So I want the listeners to remember that they're going to also create the next 50 episodes, I hope, through their questions and through them coming on the show. And we'll continue to dive into other interesting topics like leadership, like mindfulness, like other skill development topics. Yeah, that's great. I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, excited to, to dive into this world with you here as well. So it's going to be great with some of the things we're able to build. So yeah, thanks for sharing all that information. And I know we're, this probably is, really isn't off topic because we're we're talking about what's coming up in the future. But for the uh, civil engineer podcast uh, that you're going to be rolling out, do you want to take a couple minutes maybe and provide some details on what that's going to look like? Yeah, sure. Let me just say, for those of you listening, the reason I'm doing a civil engineering podcast, there's two reasons. One, because I get listeners to this podcast that aren't civil engineers that have told me at times that it's a little civil heavy in some of the guests and some of the things we've done. And secondly, I've had civil engineers, listeners contact me and say, Anthony, can you go into more detailed specifics? You know, because my background isn't civil engineering and and I love and I'm passionate about civil engineering. I mean, any of you that listened to the two episodes when I went to the John Roebling Museum and sat down with a historian for three or four hours knows that. So the idea with the civil podcast is I'm basically going to detail some successful projects and let listeners submit their projects to the show. And I'm also going to interview successful civil engineers all over the world and just try to bring information to civil engineers to help them be the best they can be. And again, this podcast, The Engineering Career Coach, will be really focused on your career and personal development. Really for engineers, technical professionals, project managers, I mean, we get all kinds of people that listen to the show, not just strictly engineers. And I think That's another thing that Chris kind of brings to the table is a lot of his project management background, which I think will be beneficial to a lot of the listeners. Looking forward to both of them as a civil engineer myself. It'll be be great to hear what you're able to lay out for all of us. So I'm going to get a, maybe a little bit more back to uh, some, of the, some of the lessons learned that you've uh, been able to develop over the last 50 episodes. You've written about this and you speak about these different mindsets and, and tactics that engineers can employ to design, I guess what I would call the, this life on purpose, this life of purpose. With what you've learned through maybe just you know, from the podcast and the guests you've had, maybe it's other information that you've got even outside the podcast, we already talked about some of the top three things that an engineer might need to focus on that you tell us, but do you want to maybe dive into a little bit more about what you've learned from these first 50 that somebody listening can take away and apply that to the value that they provide for the company that they work at or clients that they work with? Yeah, absolutely. I think you just said it in your question. It's value. So what you need to understand as an engineer, I don't care what kind of engineer you are, even if you're not an engineer, you're listening to the show, I don't care what specifically you do. But if you can understand how to give the utmost value to your employer and to your clients, that's all you need to know how to do. So whatever it takes to do that, maybe one for one of you, it's communication. Maybe for another listener, it's being able to network. Maybe for another listener, it's making sure their technical skills are at the top, top, top of their game. But if you understand how you can provide value to people and you do that, you're going to win. You're going to win every day. 
because that's what people want, right? They want value. And Chris, Brett Harward, I know you're a big fan of his book, The Five Laws That Determines All Life's Outcomes. Yeah, it's a great one. He spoke at the meetup that we put on down in Austin last year. And that's the one thing he said to it. The guy is so super successful. He sold a software company for millions and millions of dollars. And now he just helps companies grow. And basically, at the end of the day, the one thing that he said was, you need to provide value to people. If you can't do that, then people, then people don't necessarily need you or are not going to want to work with you. So when I was an engineer doing design work every day, I figured that out. And I was able to deliver a lot of value to my clients and my company. And that's what really helped me to succeed. So that's kind of the one real actionable, I think, piece of advice. that If everyone on the podcast just learned a little bit, learn that, how to provide the utmost value to their employer and their clients, then life will change. So on, on that point, because it is such a such an important item, what do you say to the engineer who's who's maybe listening to this thing going, you know, I I just, you know, I go to work and I'm not feeling, I'm just not even sure where to start on how I can provide value. And especially maybe to somebody who's young, just starting out, you just feeling like they don't, you know, they're not even sure where to even start yeah. in figuring out how they're going to provide value to somebody because maybe they lack skills, maybe they lack confidence. I mean, what would you say to that engineer? No, it's a great question. And basically what I would do is I would find out from the person you're trying to give value to what they expect and what they're looking for. Go into your supervisor's office and say, listen, I'm, I'm young, I'm new, I'm starting out. What do you expect from me? You know, what, what would make me a really good engineer in, in your eyes? And write it down. You know, I mean, listen, life is about learning, right? So learn what people want and provide it. If you're a managing engineer, you're dealing with clients or you're dealing with bigger supervisors or people in another corporate office, have a phone call. Hey, listen, I want to make sure I'm on target for what your expectations are of me. I want to be the best, whatever your position is, I want to be the best manager I can be. What should I do? How can I achieve that? That's how you figure it out. Brett Harward in his book gives an, a wonderful, and we'll link to all these books in the show notes, but he gives an awesome example where he said that I think it was about 100, they interviewed 100 couples, husband and wives, and they asked the wives what they thought constituted a good husband. And I think like 80% of the wives said someone that's there for them and available and around. And then they asked the husband, what do you think your wife thinks constitutes a good husband? And they said, good looks and money. So basically, you got all these guys that they, thinking that their wives want them to just look good and provide money, support the family. And you got all these women who are saying, I just want this guy to be there for me. I don't care how much money he makes. So the guy doesn't understand what value means to the person. So he's not giving that person the real value. It was like Brett. He said he asked his wife, he said, listen, if you were to rank me on the scale of one to 10, where am I at? I think his wife said something like six or something. He said, six? He's like, that's not good. He's like, how do I get closer to a 10? She goes, well, listen, if you put your socks in the hamper every morning, you'll be at an eight right away. (laughs) Uh. He's like, you know, I didn't even realize that I just had to be a little tidier and my wife would think that much higher of me. So, so I guess, I guess the takeaway is (laughs) if you want to deliver value to someone, you better you better damn sure make sure you know what they're what they value. Put your socks in the hamper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I appreciate that one. So uh, let's build a little bit on that. So it gets really back to the, the what you had at the what we were talking about at the beginning here on communications. Um, you know, just being upfront and asking to make sure that you've got a very clear understanding of what the expectations are. So along that line, what was one concept or belief that you had? At the beginning, at you know, before episode one began, that has changed because of all the information that you've learned and discussions you've had with, with all these interesting people. Well, I think that the one thing that has changed 
And, you know, obviously I've been in the online space for a while with the website, with the blog. But I think what's changed is that I realized that there's basically no excuses not to achieve your goals today. Because every piece of information that you need can be found, whether it's on a website, on a video, in a book, somewhere. And I've realized that through this podcast. So whenever there's an engineer that says to me, my boss is in control of my career, or my company tells me I can't do this, or I'm not making enough money, you know what I tell them? Then change your circumstances. You know, change what you're doing. Change your inputs. I mean, listen, we're engineers, right? You know that computer programs only as good as if, you, if the inputs are good, the outputs will be good. If you put crap in, you'll get crap out. That's what one of my engineering managers always used to tell me. So the same thing goes for your career and your life. I can't stand when an engineer tells me, and I hear this all the time. It's like, well, I can't really advance because that's up to my manager. It's not up to your manager. It's up to you. If you're providing the utmost value to people, they can't help but to promote you. In one of my years as an engineer, I got promoted three times in one year, and I never asked for one promotion because I was so focused on driving value home to people that they just called me in my office and say, Anthony, we're looking at what everyone's doing in the company, and we just we wanted to promote you. We think you're doing a great job. So the takeaway for me has been there's absolutely no excuses for anybody, including myself, and in that if you want to better yourself, you have all the tools that you need and more. I mean, the Engineering Career Coach site alone We've got hundreds of posts and videos and guides and everything. Suck in the information, set some goals for yourself, get that dashboard established, and go after it. There's really no stopping you. I mean, there's, there should not be an excuse. I mean, I know that there's challenges, and that's part of what's going to make you stronger, but you can never become get that victim mentality because once you do that, that's when you're done. That's when you start stopping and you become stagnant. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. I was trying to sit here, run through my mind, and try to think of the one, uh, the one quote by Einstein, which says that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So, exactly. You know, so it plays to that one entirely. Yeah, it's, that's great. Hey, so, Anthony, this has been a great conversation. Let's take one more question here, and then, uh, and then I can turn it back over to you, and uh, we can wrap this one up. How's that sound? Yeah, sounds great. Okay. So from, uh, from the first 50, if there was one item any of us listening need to do to enhance our career in life starting, starting immediately, like right now, today, uh, what, what is it? It's absolutely to set goals. And I know I say this a lot, but here's why I say this. I get probably hundreds of emails and LinkedIn messages from engineers all over the world with different career questions. I try to answer them all. And when I do, the first thing I say to them is, what are your goals? The questions might be, should I get a master's degree in uh, engineering or an MBA? Should I work for a small company or a big company? Should I work in the U.S. or should I work international? Should I do this or should I do this? The first question I always respond to them is, what are your goals? And again, every decision you make has to tie back to them. And if they don't, then then what are you doing? What are you going to work for 40, 50, 60 hours a week for if you're not intentional about it and it's not tied back to something? I created... A course recently called the Engineer Your Goals course at engineeryourgoals.com that you can check out. It's there for this reason. It's there for engineers and technical professionals that are lost, that want to gauge their interests, gauge their goals. If you have questions about the program, email me at afasano at engineeringcareercoach.com. I just coached one of our, someone going through the course last night, and he's doing phenomenal with the course. It helped open up his eyes and not only develop some personal goals, but he has a major, major career decision, and now he has some basis to make it on. And that made me feel good because that's the reason I created the goal-setting program. So that's kind of the takeaway there is, you know, get some goals set. Get clear about where you're going in your career so you can use the information that I give you on the podcast per se. You can use it in a way that's going to help you, or you can use any information that you have to help move you towards those goals. That, that would be kind of how I round that one off, Chris. 
That's great, Anthony. And hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate what you're doing with the uh, with the podcast. I know that uh, all the listeners that are out there, they appreciate it as well. And uh, I just want to, I guess, throw some some goodness at you and tell you thank you very much for uh, all the energy and the devotion and commitment that you've got for putting this information out to the entire engineering profession. And uh, look forward to the next 50 off the Engineer Career Coach podcast and looking forward to the first 50 out of the Civil Engineer podcast. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks for doing it. And I'm going to keep Chris here with me. We're going to jump right now into the Take Action Today segment of the show so we can give you something actionable to do after you listen to the show here today. All right, so we're back here. We're going to close things out. I hopefully I made it through the interview okay, and that <laughs> everyone's still listening. And you know, I mentioned the engineering your goals course, but you know, you may not be ready to invest in something like that, which which is totally fine. And if that's the case, Chris is also going to share with us an action plan document that he referenced earlier in the episode, which I've seen before. It's, it's laid out in columns. It can help you to start to chart some of your goals and some of your future objectives. So simply go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash. Five zero, and you'll be able to download that action sheet. You can kind of put that to work and start using this. Start to create that dashboard for yourself. Start to create that vision that you can move towards on a regular basis so that you're not winging it anymore in your career and in your life. You do not want to wing your career. You spend 40 to 60 hours a week working on it. The last thing you want to do is throw something up against the wall and see if it sticks. That's not how to do it. So I hope that through this action plan, through this podcast, through everything that we're offering at the engineeringcareercoach.com website. You can achieve all of your goals, both personally and professionally. And I do really want you to come, if you can, to our Engineering Career Success Summit in Washington, D.C. Chris and I are actually going to be facilitating a Thursday afternoon workshop where it's going to be us and 16 other engineers. We're going to get into all this stuff. We're going to get into talking about your dashboard. We're going to talk about your success. We're going to talk about where you can go from here. And there's still some seats available for that. And that can be found at engineeringevent.com. I just spoke with one of our members that went through the the Thursday session in San Diego past September, and he said he still has his notes on his desk and is referring back to them really on a regular basis. He knows what decisions are important to him and and what his values are, and he has them at the forefront of his mind. So again, that's engineeringevent.com. I hope you'll consider the event. I want to thank everyone for continuing to listen to the show. While we've got 50 down, we've got a lot more to go. So Thanks again to Chris for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I appreciate it, Chris, and we look forward to getting Chris more involved here, and I appreciate all the listeners. And until the next episode, I hope that you continue to engineer your own success. If you want to hear more episodes of the Engineering Career Coach podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or go to engineeringcareercoach.com, where you will find tons of free engineering career resources. Just click the Start Here button on the site for an easy-to-navigate index of all the resources available. You can also follow Anthony Fasano on Twitter at Anthony J. Fasano or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash engineer your own success. Until the next time, thanks for listening.